It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Welcome to Friday. I want to dance with you guys. Would that be okay? <laughs> hey, hey, you guys, do you want to dance? Hey, do you want to dance? It's Friday. Let's do this. Uh, welcome to a surprise episode of uh, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. I needed to talk about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake reunion. I want to recap that, if you guys don't mind. How are we? We made it through the week. This has felt like the longest week ever, and I, I don't know why particularly but we made it uh and i'd like to thank all of my guests this week did you guys hear luke from summer house yesterday luke Gulbrinson? he was awesome thank you luke and i watched summer house last night which i'll be talking about on the patreon i believe this weekend and uh it's rough it's 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 you know i the summer house you know it's it's not all perfect it's not all fun and games did you guys see how obsessed Lindsay is with sandwiches she really wants to find a guy that is able to make her sandwiches. That's all I took from this. Like, she really is obsessed with sandwiches. Uh, but I really enjoyed Summer House. Uh, we, I mean, Jersey, of course. We're all catching up to Jersey. I'll be recapping that on Monday. 
Um, but it has been a really great week in Bravo. Has it been a great week with our lives? Is I mean, it's everything's so interconnected now. Um, that mix, I, I had to put Katy Perry in there because, you know, TGIF. But I was just having this conversation last night about uh, Katy Perry. What do we think of Katy Perry? Katy Perry had three years where she was on top of the world, and I think she could not miss. She had some of the best songs, and I think... In the last five years, she has not been able to figure out who she is or what image she's trying to convey. Now, I know she's a judge on American Idol, but I don't watch the current iteration. Um, but sometimes, you know, and I, I'm trying to say this kindly, when I see Katy Perry now, there it, it, it almost like there's like a, it smacks of desperation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I almost feel like she's confused where she's at and she's hoping something works. And this is, but this is the weird thing about a pop culture. It's like we read into these things and we kind of make assumptions. Who knows if that is the case? But I listened to her last album and, you know, there were some good songs, but I don't think anything, nothing's, you know, I, nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder where Katy Perry goes from here. Now, somebody like Kelly Clarkson, on the other hand, Kelly Clarkson, she's got her talk show, she's got an amazing voice. Uh, once you're able to firmly ensconce yourself into the adult contemporary category, you're you're sold. Like, I think Kelly Clarkson will be able to have a career for the rest of her life. Now, Katy Perry, and I also think maybe it's because Katy Perry um, really heavily relied on, um, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say sex, but very, I, I guess, yeah, sexy to a degree. You know, you had California girls, I kissed a girl, you know, all that kind of stuff. So as you grow up, you kind of grow out of that maybe a little bit. Or when you try to go back to that, it kind of like, well, this doesn't ring true completely for you anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just realizing how bizarre this is that I started the show. Just I, I was thinking about Katy Perry, you guys. Uh, it is like 5 a.m. No, it's 4 a.m. And I woke up at two and I could not fall back asleep because that's what happens when you get older. So I was like, you know what? Why don't I just start recording a podcast? Because the other thing was like get a couple hours of sleep and then record a podcast. Like, no, I want to talk about Salt Lake now. Okay, we need to talk as a family right now, you guys. Um, I will not take Real Housewives of Salt Lake City slander. I won't do it. If you want to say Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is not good. I would prefer you take that kind of trash talk somewhere else. That is hurtful slander, and it will not be spoken of in this podcast. We need to thank Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It has given us so much. We need to show appreciation, a tip of the hat to them. Those ladies, every one of those ladies, and I can rarely say this, every one of those ladies flipping killed it. And you know what's? This is the other thing I really want to point out. We've talked about this before, but... It's all right to dislike housewives. We need to normalize being able to dislike housewives and have that be healthy. That is part of it. Disliking housewives is part of the game. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. I mean, I'm mainly right. But, you know, everybody's opinion is valid. I was already I was already hearing people um, start getting upset about Real Housewives of Jersey between Jackie and Teresa and thinking it was going to be like um, Potomac you know, Potomac levels of uh, Monique and Candace. By the way, I just thought, isn't it so funny if somebody just stumbled upon this podcast and they have no clue 
what I'm talking about. And I'm like, Monique, Candace, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It just would make zero sense. Also, shout out to, um, I know some of the ladies that listen, they make their husbands listen in the car. So shout out to you guys. Keep your eye on the road. Um, oh, and also, uh, everybody in Texas, everybody um, that, that is going through what they're going through right now, it is horrific. Um, I don't know. I, I, if, if there is anything that I can do or promote, uh, please send me a DM, uh, and I'm happy to, to post a story. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, a, a, as things get bigger, you know, I would love to help out any way I can. Um, so if anybody can point me in the right direction of that sometimes, that would be amazing. Um, but anyways, what I was saying is that it's okay to dislike housewives. Like I can dislike, like, I'll say it. I dislike Lisa Barlow. I do. I like part, I like things about her, but it's okay to dislike Lisa Barlow. And the great thing is maybe next season, I'll love Lisa Barlow. We have to leave room for change in our lives, you know, but disliking housewives is healthy. There is nothing wrong with that. We do not need to see six ladies get along. I mean, what's great and rewarding is when you see ladies make up with each other, but by no means do I need a peaceful coexistence of all housewives. I just think that's unrealistic, but I also think we need to be grown up enough where, um, you know, we don't hate people for you know, liking certain housewives. Oh my goodness. I can't believe I'm saying any of this. Also, before we get into this recap, I want to shout out a uh, Netflix show I talked about last week, uh, Buried by the Bernards on Netflix. Now, our friend Ian Gelfand, who uh, produces Summer House, he's been on the show before. Uh, he uh, he produced this as well. Uh, he's actually in it. It is really, it's, it's less than 30-minute episodes, eight 30-minute episodes. Uh, it is really funny. You're going to get, you'll get the vibe of it by the end of the first episode and you'll really dig it. I think it is a complete breath of fresh air. It's kind of like the office, but these characters, they're each just a character, you know, Ryan, there's a guy, Ryan, that heads up the funeral home, his mom, his daughters. It's just really cool. So check it out. See if you like it. I really dug it. And I think it's something different. Um, so I, I, I love when, I just love reality shows. So all like any kind of reality, like, you know, this isn't the housewives. It's something completely different, but I love that there's room for that. You know, uh, the more the merrier. Oh, also I do want to talk about a rumor, um, that there is, they're filming or they're about to film, um, a summer house spinoff called winter house. Now I'm sure everybody or a lot of people saw the Dumois blind about this. Now, uh, uh, my sources are saying that is happening. Winter House, um, Craig and Austin are a part of that. And I believe, uh, I believe it's Lindsay, Sierra, um, Carl, um, oh, Kyle and Amanda. But we'll, we'll see. But I think it is, uh, I think that's an amazing idea. And that's what I'm talking about with Bravo. Like, get your head in the game. You need to be doing things that are a little off-center. Like, throw, you know, you have Summer House, make Winter House. That's amazing. I think that's a great idea, and I'm, I'll be so excited to watch it. And when I heard about it, it made my heart feel full. I was like, oh, good. Oh, good. I love Winter I love Summer House. I bet I love Winter House. Let's get Fall House and Spring House in there right away. Um, I'm a little worried about Craig and Austin, though, being a part of it. I get, um, do you ever get like, uh, 
protective over your reality shows. Like, I don't know if you, it's like putting your chocolate in peanut butter. Like, I don't know if I want my chocolate in, I don't know if I want my Southern Charm chocolate in my Summer House peanut butter, you know? Um, And also, I think, you know what? Austin and Craig, I don't know. I don't know. Starting to wear on me a hair. I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to believe they're as nice as they come off. You know, do you guys know what I'm saying? Anyways, um, so I will be very excited. Um, we'll probably get teased more about this as it starts uh, filming, and I'm sure somebody's going to make a mistake and post more. So keep your eyes out on that. And also, another Bravo News um, Bravo chat room has been renewed for 13 more episodes. So I think that's like another month of shows, but Kate Chastain will not be joining back. She has not been renewed. So I'm not sure exactly what happened with that, but I know Kate has galley talk and, uh, you know, other things with the network. So I'm not sure if it was just a vibe thing or what, but, uh, I know everybody loves Kate Chastain. So that's a bummer. Um, I, I hope she's cool with it, but I don't know if they'll add another lady or if it'll just be Portia, Hannah, and Giselle. So, hmm. Anyways, okay, Salt Lake City. Last week, we had an amazing part one reunion. Really, really exciting. So, part two, we always have to temper our expectations with three-part reality shows. Because like any um, any three-part thing, they need to, to take a breather. They need to be able to chill out you know in that second part so they can ramp it back up on the third but i gotta say this still was pretty exciting and what i love about this even in the non-exciting parts i'm these ladies are still so new to all of us that you get i'm just fascinated we got to hear so much of mary's story and and guys people i i heard both i heard people complaining and i heard people loved it i personally loved it and where I I said earlier in the podcast, uh, many, many episodes, or when the first started, that there was no way Mary's coming back. Now I'm kind of like, Mary might, Mary's probably coming back. They really made an effort to have her there. She's a huge part of it. In this episode, we see Jen and Mary make up. So obviously, there are many fences, but I gotta say, man, Mary is a kook. Any way you cut it, she is a kook. But she held her own, but still held her own as a kook. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was still kooky as hell, but I, I was surprised. And and that's also, I give major credit to Andy. She He got her through it. But it was fascinating to have this much of her story out on the reunion because we didn't get to have a lot of her story on the actual show. So I, I, I'm really, really excited if she is in part two because... You need that wild card, man. Like it, it's a it's a very interesting dynamic that I don't know if we've necessarily seen. So it's like it's weird. It's like we've seen highly emotional ladies, but Mary's not that. Mary is. It's like a tornado that I don't think she knows half the time what she's saying, and she has strong opinions, but they're weird as hell. Like you know, I mean, we find out in the first five minutes that she had, you know, more about her odor glands being removed. Where are you going to get good odor gland content anymore? Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, that's where. So um, <laughs> we start off and we're seeing clips from what we're about to see. And uh, you hear Mary say, I smell hospital still. Which, by the way, would be the title of Mary's sequel. I smell hospital still. Uh, part one was explosive. Uh, we see... Uh, and we see Lisa say, Whitney and Heather, bad weather. Uh, I love when Andy goes, part two of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion starts now. 
Uh, I love when he does that with any housewife franchise. Uh, we see the ladies are getting touched up. They're getting all made up in between shots. And Andy goes, oh, Lisa Renna just texted and says she's a huge fan. Uh, we get a shot of Heather's face like she looks impressed and all the ladies look like they're impressed. And I'm like, you know what? Get the, hey, guys, will you get the kids out of the car? I'm going to say something. Fuck you, Lisa Renna. I do not like Lisa Renna. I'm sorry. And just, you know what, Lisa? Let these Salt Lake ladies have their moment. You don't need to be a part of this. I bet Lisa was like, ooh, I got my name on TV again. Woo. Hey, Amelia, tell Scott that your mom was on TV tonight. No, I I, I heard. Ugh. I, I feel like Andy should have been like, sorry. Andy should have been, you ladies all are way better than Lisa. I would have appreciated that moment. Um, Mary looks at Andy's cards, and Mary's like, "You have, we have, you have so many cards." And he goes, "Yeah, we have so many cards to get through." Which Andy just says, "There's so much material to get through," which is great. They start with Mary. They show clips of the season of about her marriage, and uh, you know they showed uh, the clip of Whitney saying, "Everyone in Salt Lake City knows about Mary and her grandfather." Of course, you know that she married her step step grandfather. Uh, showed the clip of her talking about getting her odor glands removed. Uh, Mary, Mary is watching the clips, and uh, I think she's very entertained watching her own clips. Uh, we see Jen Shaw freaking out. Mary's a lying-ass bitch. Meredith and Lisa aren't afraid of me. Um, we find out Mary, you guys, has a condition called hydrogenitis, and uh, it's like an immune system thing that made her have boils, and 70% of her body was infected. Um, so pretty intense. It, it sounds pretty intense. Heather says, well, wow, I want to market that. Can, you know, can you have the smell of your odor glands removed? Unfortunately, that is not the case. That cannot happen. So, uh, I like that Heather wanted to jump on that, on the, the beauty biz. Um, how can you proclaim a lady ask a question? How can you proclaim to be a first lady and say mean things like drink water when she was referring to Jen's aunt? And Mary says, you know what? I said it. I can't apologize about it. You know, she, it really smelled like hospital, but I said it. Um, and Jen says, the crazy thing though, is I was never even at the hospital that day. And Andy is like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? You weren't even at the hospital that day. And Mary thought you smelled like hospital. This is the headline. That's big news. Um, and Mary goes, yeah, I still smell hospital. Why would I make that up? Why would I make that up? And Andy goes, your sense of smell is strong. And Mary goes, that's a dig, Andy. He goes, no, no, it's not a dig. I, you know what, you guys, I have to hand it to Andy again. Like he takes the, he treats these ladies like it's so serious. Like half the shit Mary's saying, he entertains it. Like he, he, he'll look her dead in the eye. If she says, if she's getting sad, he'll get sad. But at the same time, I'm like, I need to ask Andy, is there ever a time where he wants to bust out laughing? Cause he kept a straight face on some of this stuff. And I was like, how is he doing this? Like, I, I'm just like, is he high? Like, how is he doing this? Um, but Mary says, I'm not going to completely, I'm not going to keep saying sorry over and over and over again. Uh, Andy brings up the 7-Eleven comment. You guys know the 7-Eleven comment where um, Mary said she was scared. I thought she's, when she saw African-American men standing outside of a 7-Eleven, that always made her nervous. And she said, I said, I have a fear of guys standing around. And Jenna's like, no, you know, we all heard you say that. And Andy says, you admitted on the show, you, you said it at the luncheon. And everyone's like, yeah, you know, Lisa says, yeah, you did it. 
everybody except for Meredith, which by the way, Meredith does get the award again for being the quietest person and <laughs> in all of America. Meredith, Meredith goes, my interpretation was more about sketching people and not a racial issue. That's my Meredith. My interpretation was more about sketching people and not a racial issue, Andy. <laughs> like she, so of course Meredith stands up for Mary, which was just like, okay. And Mary goes, uh, yeah, my taste is not for black guys. And Andy does like a double take. <laughs> Because, you know, her husband is a black man. Her son is a black man. Um, Jen is saying, I'm not, I'm not calling you racist, Mary. But Mary lets us know she's attracted to lighter skin guys. Um, I do, this is when I wrote again, Andy is keeping a straight face through all of this. And then all of a sudden Mary goes, well, Jen, isn't your husband a racist? And Jen's, Jen's like, you be careful. We are on national television. Do not do not. If you do that, I will bring up true stuff, which I'm like, what is this true stuff she'll bring up? Bring it. If like, okay, here's my thought. If we're bringing up like she's married to her, her, her granddaddy, you know, and that made it to television. What is the other true stuff that didn't make it on television? You know what I'm saying? And that's when I'm like, season two, baby, season two. And, um, uh, Jen has her finger up and Mary goes, put your finger down. Your kids aren't here, which is like, damn. And Mary says, all colors of black are beautiful. I love all black men. She says, um, but also it gets brought up that, uh, nobody stood up for Mary when Jen Shaw called her a grandpa fucker. And Jen apologizes to Mary for this. And uh, Andy says, well, let's let's hear what she has to say, uh, because Mary is jumping in and, and Andy wants to hear Jen's apology. And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And Mary's like, yo, yo, <laughs> Mary's like, yo, you said a lot of things about me. And this is what I got to say. I was really impressed with Mary because she actually was able to stick to the script. I mean, she <laughs> didn't stick to the script a lot of other times, but at the times it mattered, she was able to make sense still. Um, Heather says, uh, oh, Heather leans into Whitney at this point and is like, yeah, Jen never let up about that. And they bring up Jen's Twitter again because Jen did these tweets, uh, like the first episode, one of those Twitter things where they'll do a Twitter bit where it'll have a picture of how it started, how it's going. And she put how it started was a picture of like Mary and her grandfather and Mary as a child. And then how it's going was them as a couple now. And it, it was like a brutal dig, but it was really funny, but it was brutal. And they also had a tweet of her saying that Mary looked like a Christmas tree in her green outfit. But I will say Jen Shaw at least during this time, did not run her own Twitter account. So I'm very curious what Jen feels like, you know, being celebrated for those tweets initially and now kind of having it blow back and up in her face in the reunion and that she didn't even write them. Like, that's got to be wild. And I wonder if, like, Andy warns her about shit like that or Bravo. Like, you're going to have to face up for those for what somebody else writes, you know? I wrote a note here. Meredith is so, so quiet. She just, she's just sitting there. Uh, 
Like sometimes I forget she's there. Like I'm like, how high is she? Is she on Xanax? Like is her in her mind? Is she's she's like. Must stay up looking into the future. Um, Mary goes, uh, little Barbie over there. She's referring to Whitney. Um, Whitney says every time, uh, Whitney says to Jen, every time we said Mary, you would freak out. Yeah, because like Mary's like, oh, yeah, Whitney, uh, you know, Barbie over there, you know, let me know that. Jen was extremely triggered by me, which was totally true. And even Heather says, yeah, when you say Mary, it's like a ripcord to Jen. Um, Mary says Meredith and Lisa did not say they were afraid of Jen, which is huge news because that was one of the huge fights was that she said she did. So now all of a sudden she's like, yeah, Meredith and Lisa did not say they were afraid of Jen, but that is what I noticed. You know, because they were like, well, why did you tell Whitney they did? Mary said, because I said they are, but they didn't tell me that. So, like, this is like Mary's talking out of her ass, but she's doing it kind of confidently. So it's weird. It's like a really weird moment that didn't make a lot of sense. But it kind of just, they kind of keep going. Heather and Lisa at this point are talking over each other. Um, and this is when you're really, really sensing, like, the tension between Heather and Lisa and Lisa referring to Whitney and uh, Heather is like, fine. You two fine. Um, they show never before seen footage between Heather and Lisa where they're talking about uh, being scared of Jen and Lisa saying she's not scared of Jen. And uh, I think Heather is surprised by that. Um, and this is like, so then it's back at the reunion after this clip and this is when, like, Lisa is kind of loses it. She's like, here we go. Whitney and Heather, bad weather. Weather, tornado, destroy. Like, it, it's like, is this like a, a lyrical poem? Like, what is all, is this, I mean, what are we doing here? I, I, it, it was so bizarre. Lisa's like, Whitney and Heather, is this a haiku? Whitney and Heather, bad weather. Tornado, destroy. Whitney and Heather like it was so and I think Whitney and Heather are like what and then Heather goes well that's probably going to fall as flat as uh, your hashtag that you made earlier in the season and Mary you get a little quick shot of Mary going "Ooh, Heather's crazy because Heather's like I gotta tell you Heather really you know Heather really will kind of stand up for herself and she does like we saw on the show is a funny person so some of the things she said is funny I've heard a lot of people now too come at Heather saying, well, Heather's not a nice girl like she portrays. I need you guys to shut the heck up. Whoever said that to me. My friend Amy said that to me. Amy, I'm not going to take Heather slander. I will I will get into the Heather. Um, I will get into some of the Heather stuff in a bit. But I think she is a very magical lady. And how dare you? And like, ugh, anyways, I'm going to talk to Rihanna about this. Um Heather says, Lisa has been a shitty friend to Meredith. And Lisa flips out even more. Lisa says, you're a disgusting human being. You're a liar. Don't call me a liar. You're a liar. You're Don't call me a bad friend. Um, she's like losing it. Like she's pointing her Cheetos fingers, like the bad tan fingers. Like, ah. And she's like, Lisa's like, she knows it. She knows it. She's a professional 
perpetual victim. Yeah, Heather's laughing. She's like, yeah, laugh because it's true. Um, she's like, you need more therapy. Your therapist is Andy Cohen. And, um, and Heather's like, everyone hates me other than Andy Cohen. It's like, fine, that's all I need. Uh, you know, and she's like, yeah, Andy needs to be your therapist. And Andy's like, well, Lisa, I'm not a bad therapist. So here's the deal. Lisa, I don't think is ever used to being called out in her life. I, I just, I, I don't think she is. So I think it completely rattles her. And I've said this before, but I think we're dealing with first season perceptions of how they thought the season was going to go. And then the season, I think Lisa Barlow thought she was going, her, Meredith, and Jen Shaw were going to be the stars of the show. And they are stars of the show, but everybody else is too. And I don't think, I think she really doesn't like Heather and Whitney from the beginning. I think Whitney is completely correct in what she says in a bit in the, the episode. And uh, I don't think she realized people were going to like them a lot too. And I think that really, really rattled her. I, I really do. She just strikes me as that person that she's like, I decide who's cool. I'm always cool, but I'll decide who's cool along with me. And I don't think she's potentially used to sharing the stage. And I can say this, and I can also say, I think Lisa Barlow is a great mom. Um, I like her husband. I, But I think she is a bit of a mean girl. And I know the girls like it. And I think a lot of people like her because she's a mean girl, which I think is a bizarre way to like somebody. But people like Heather and people like Whitney, you can just even tell how they approach the show to begin with, is that they're used to being the underdogs in life. They just are, you know? And... Heather, especially, you know, she has the, the wit of somebody that, you know, self-deprecating. She'll make fun of herself a lot. I relate to that completely. Um, and, uh, you know, you always go into situations feeling less than, and that was really Heather's storyline. So, um, I'm really glad she's getting as much love as she is. And of course you have to deal with that second season curse, uh, where Lisa started, you know, kind of like, oh, she's, she's you know, believing her own press and she's getting blown up, you know, there's a good chance that might happen. Who knows? But hopefully I feel like she has a great family. Hopefully she can come back to earth. But even still, when I hear, um, Heather, you know, even she's just super nice. She's super friendly. You can tell when you're usually talking to a human still. And she seems very much like that. Whereas Lisa, I don't know. Like, I don't really get a huge, uh, I don't know. Like I just, the people like I've known, like Lisa in my life, you know, and of course, I'm basing this just on the show. They've hurt a lot of people, you know, and they don't seem as accepting as they would want you to believe. And they want things their way. And they don't want to slow down enough to hear your opinions or how they hurt you. So I think it's very frustrating. But so Heather is doing this kind of thing where she's trying to point out to Meredith that Lisa is a bad friend to her. And it's, it doesn't really ever work, you know, because Meredith, Meredith is just like, I'm not even paying attention. So I don't even, you know, but, um, but it really does get at Lisa when Heather does this, you know, like, how dare you say this about me? Um, and then all of a sudden this all happens. And then out of nowhere, Meredith goes, finally, Meredith wakes up and she's like, I, I want to make things abundantly clear. The next person to say something about my marriage or my family, you are not my friend. <laughs> She's like, 
I mean, we're talking about something completely different. And she just comes to life, says, hey, which I mean, and she does it in a very steely, very gravitas, like, you know, you believe her, but it's just kind of out of left field. And then that's it. But also, you, I, it's a different form of disengaging. Like, I think it's kind of like, you can't just do that again. Like, you can't just disengage and say, you guys, whoever talks about my family or my husband, you are not my friend. You know, like, you can't, that, you know, it's like, hey, you are getting paid to be here. You know, we, we are supposed to encourage talking about everything that we've seen on the show. And your husband and your son were a huge part of the show. So, you know. I don't know. So it's it's still working for Meredith, but it is a different form of disengaging. You know, it's a different form of walking out of a scene when you're telling people you cannot say these things or you're not my friend. But it is funny how Meredith really does get away with doing the bare minimum, but she looks gorgeous doing it. And I think it excuses so many things. And it is funny how I see women relating to Lisa and Meredith because they think they're fancy ladies, you know? It is a very weird thing because I feel like Meredith has not earned the adulation she gets. I hear a lot of gay men and we're like, yes, queen, yes. And I'm like, come on, like earn it. I like people that I, I just feel she hasn't earned it. And I'm not saying I don't like her. I just feel like she hasn't earned it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that happens. And then Lisa immediately goes, I didn't say anything about your you know, family. I haven't done that. Um, and Meredith's like, no one knows anything that we've gone through. Well, we're in a really good space right now. It's like, okay, thank you for playing, Meredith. Um, we go back to Mary now, and Andy asks a really interesting question. He goes, are there receipts about your grandma wanting you to marry her husband? Because that's like, well, how will we know? And she goes, no, there are not receipts. She told me she wanted me to take her place. She did not tell Robert, though. The grandma did not tell her husband. And Andy's like, well, how did you know? And she goes, we prayed about it for two years. Like, this is where I need more specificity. Like, when did the praying start? Did you pray together? Did you know you were praying about getting married to each other? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is weird. This is weird. So you're saying your grandma told you there are no receipts this actually happened. And then you let Robert know and you guys prayed about it for two years? Or did Robert always have his eye on? There's something so fishy here. Something is up. And I feel like if we know the answer, it would be less of a big deal. But the fact that it's a mystery makes it so weird. And Andy goes, I thought the story was that um, she told you before she died. Um, and so we find out Robert is 20 years younger than her grandmother. And that... Um, she told him that, oh, I want you to marry one of my girls one day because they will treat you right, which is, isn't that a form of telling him? I don't know. So Andy says, well, why didn't Robert Sr. marry your mom, who would be more age appropriate than you? And um, she's like, well, because my grandmother already put that in my head. You know, she wanted one of us to do it. She also brings up that her husband and her were never close. She brings up Charlinda, her housekeeper slash aunt or cousin or whatever. And it comes out that Charlinda and Charlinda's mom, which would be her grandma's sister, clean her house. And she's like, I have a big house. They have a little apartment, but I pay their rent. I take care of them to take care of me. Like it is just so bizarre. 
And he says, okay, so your marriage is one of arrangement. And she goes, well, you know, I think I'm in love with him. You know, I think I'm in love with him. There's an 18-year age difference, which is the same age difference between Whitney and her husband. And Whitney goes, amen. You know, if you're happy, amen. And Mary goes, I am. And I'm like, are you? You literally just said it was a marriage of... I, I am so confused. Like, Mary can talk with a straight face on both sides of any argument. It is so bizarre. Um, Andy keeps going and goes, rumors online says you were married before you were married to your, to Robert. Um, and he goes, he goes, bef- married before, <laughs> Andy goes, before you married your step granddaddy. <laughs> I do not know what possessed him to say granddaddy instead of grandfather, but it made me bust out laughing. But the rumor was, you guys, is that she was potentially married and then left him to marry her step granddaddy. Um, but she says that is not the case. She did not divorce him to marry her granddaddy, um, her grandpappy. She said um, it had nothing to do with Robert Sr., her divorce. Um, it was irreconcilable differences. So who knows if we'll ever get the right answer on that. Um, and she also says, I will never date anyone my age ever again. And Andy goes, well, yeah, because you're married. Um, they've been married 22 years. Andy asks, are you physical? And she goes, you know, no, not the last few years. And they don't even sleep in the same bedroom. Uh, Mary is tearing up at this point, And it's a very uh, interesting monologue she does. She's like, every single Chanel purse he's bought. In, he's bought in it for me. Every Chanel purse I've wanted. He's bought in all my desires. He has gotten for me. We are happy. You can't say or do anything to take my happiness away from me. And if you can find it in a man, you can't take that away from me. I have a beautiful one. And she's like crying. And Jen Shaw passes a tissue to Lisa for Lisa to pass it to Jen. But it's bizarre because so you see her getting teary and you're like, okay, you know, if I had the sound off, I would really feel for her. But then with the sound on, she's like literally just talking about him buying her everything she wants and, um, and that they're happy. But then, the whole rest of the episode, she's saying it was an arranged marriage. They don't have sex. I'm so confused. I'm so, you know what? Maybe it's not for us to understand you guys. Some things are just better left to God. And we just, we just, we, we just wish them well and God bless and just hope she keeps saying weird things like hospital, you know, um, they take a commercial break. They come back more Mary stuff. You guys, Andy is really on it. He goes, there is audio of you yelling at your church, calling them poor and stingy. Um, is that you or is that fake audio? And she's like, no, it is me. But he was taken out of context. She's like, no, I was doing scripture. I was, you know, it's how Jesus is referring to us. And Lisa asks, well, who put that out there? Who leaked that tape? That never gets answered, by the way, which is a great question by Lisa. Well, Andy says, well, what was the context if it was taken out of context? And she's like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to, it doesn't ever make sense what she says. And then she's like, are there rumors your church is a cult? And she says, yes, yeah, there is. But she's like, we believe in the exact same things as Mormons. And Lisa goes, I am not a part of a cult. Thank you, Lisa. Um, And now Andy asks about the wealth. She's like, is your personal wealth coming from the church? She's like, no, there is no way the church could take care of me. So she's clearing up supposedly something that I even question of like, she's like talking about her wealth and all of these shows. Is she taking it from her parishioners? And she says no, uh, because Andy was like, yeah, they'd be upset watching the show. And she goes, I'm a God fearing woman. I would never do that. 
Um, she says, marrying him, she got her grandmother's inheritance. Robert Sr. has invested a lot. He bought three soul food places, a lot of different businesses. Um, so that is kind of an answer there. Hopefully that is the truth. Really, hopefully that is the truth. Um, and Jen and Mary, um, Andy's like, can you, can you guys let bygones be bygones? Uh, uh, one lady said, uh, wrote about them saying us brown girls need to stick together. And Jen says, you know, I can. And Mary says, I can as well. She apologizes again. Mary says, I would never try to hurt you about your aunt. And Andy's like, well, okay, this is mending the fence. Okay, good, good, good. And it's okay. So now we see a future. Now we see a path into a second season. You know what I'm saying? Now with that Jen, if Jen can make up with Mary, then Mary gets included in more scenes. So then that leaves room for Mary to be a part of season two. It just opens up a lot more possibilities. So that is a great mending right there. Hats off to both of those ladies. That's we need That's a win. <laughs> that's a win, you guys. That's a win. Um, now we're on to Heather. We do a clip package of a lot of Heather's things. Uh, Lisa saying, uh, oh, yeah, she was one of those doing honor code what and flashing. Um, we see Heather crying over her clip package. She says she feels really grateful. This has been absolutely therapy for me, she says. Uh, during the show, Whitney and Heather found out they were cousins after they were friends, which is always fun to. I wonder how many friends I have that if I digged a little deeper, we turned out to be relatives. What if all my friends are my relatives? You guys, you ever wonder about that? How many of your friends, you know, think about that today when you're driving to work or at home, how many of my friends are possibly my relatives? Um, Whitney says, Heather is just so honest and real. Andy says, yeah, you're getting a DM from Rihanna saying you're great. And Heather's like, yeah, Rihanna was Rihanna's the one that healed everything. Let's be clear. It's actually a funny moment. Um, she goes, I, Heather goes, I didn't think that there was an audience for the mess that I am. And she kind of like points at her like body and stuff. And I just thought that was a beautiful line is that you are always, and I hate to get, I do get emotional thinking about this because I, I, I have a very similar thought pattern as Heather sometimes is that I genuinely get shocked when people like like something that I do or I, and it's it's just all that negative self-talk that we do I know you guys do it too I mean a lot of people do it um but like I think that's like Heather really didn't think there you could tell you could tell in those first few episodes of the season that she was insecure she did not think she thought she was on the outside she you know and I thought that was so cool that we all did kind of really take to her and she doesn't need to be the star, but I just thought she was like, I don't know, I just thought it was a really sweet sentiment when you realize that you're not as bad as your mind tells you you are. I think that's a really cool, relatable thing. Um, and he asked, have people reached out to you, um, uh, you know, about, and, you know, and she's like, yeah, a lot of people have, uh, you know, they've all seen me in a different way. It feels very supportive out there. Um and Andy asks her, have you broken through those limiting beliefs that you have? And uh, she's like, well, I'm starting to. I'm trying, but not really. She's not on any dating apps. Uh, I do want to remind people that me and Heather are engaged. So uh, that would probably mean why she's not on any dating apps, but who knows? Uh, but yeah, she says she's not on any dating apps. And there's a quick shot of Mary going, it's hard out there. <laughs> like, what? Mary, you're Mary. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Mary, wouldn't it be great you go to Utah, you fire up the old dating apps and Mary's on there. And she's like, just for a secret encounter. 
um, she talks about her kids and Andy's like, well, how do you tell them about sex and stuff like that? And she's like, I've preached abstinence and to be chaste, but you know, she's now talking about her kids and she's like, you know, my one daughter has a boyfriend and, and we talk about making out being the kiddie pool and that sex is the ocean. Just like, geez, I love, I love these. Like, like what are, what are like sex toys? Are those like dolphins? Like if we're doing like water analogies, is there, what's butt stuff? Is butt stuff an island in the water? I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm so sorry. I'm so, that's gross. How dare you, Ryan? This, this is Friday. Why are you doing this to people? Um, but she goes, yeah, I want my kids to be wild and have multiple partners. And I was like, shit, did I hear that right? I still don't know if I heard that right. Um, Heather got some negativity, though, from other members of the church saying that she potentially didn't paint them in a good light. But she got such amazing feed feedback from marginalized Mormon communities like gay, lesbian, uh, minorities, excommunicated. You know, so and Lisa goes, oh, it's funny. We, we get accepted by the same groups. It's like, OK, Lisa. But actually, Lisa's being sweet here. And she's like. You know, we do have a lot of the same people because I drink, Lisa drinks, and she's like, yeah, I want to have a cocktail uh, with you one day, Lisa. I don't know. It was a tiny moment of Lisa and Heather coming together, but then Lisa says Heather's ego, but then Andy brings up that Lisa on Watch What Happens Live says Heather's ego is more inflated since she's been on the show. Um, and Lisa goes, yeah, are you mouthy or are you mousy? You can't be both. I'm mouthy, Lisa says. But I don't know. I think you can be mouthy and mousy. I really do. I think you I think you can be insecure. And then I think sometimes, like, when Heather stands up for herself, it's through humor usually. So that's different than just, like, mouthiness. Like, Lisa definitely is mouthy. But I can see Heather being a mixture of both. Um, and Lisa's like, well, I don't know her enough to keep talking. And Heather's like, Lisa recommended me for the show. Lisa says, I don't like liars. Heather goes, you are a liar. So welcome to your show. Like, whoa. Lisa goes, I met Heather in 2017. I'll show you proof. And they show proof of, um, Lisa's cracked phone with the text between her and Heather in 2017. You guys, I have seen a lot of cracked iPhones in my, uh, days watching Bravo this potentially could be one of the most cracked phones I've ever seen in my life. It was a real record breaker in terms of cracked phones we've seen. You guys need to take a picture. It's really cracked up. And I'm just like, holy shit. You just, I, I imagine Lisa just throwing her phone at things and just cracking. I do want to point out, remember we did have that story from Lisa earlier in the season that about her and her husband, John, where she threw his Rolex out the window and he had to go back and get it and search for it. I want to hear more about that story. I have a feeling Lisa has a little bit of a temper and you know, that might result in things like missing Rolexes and cracked iPhones. Uh, but anyways, I thought that was a, a nice little chef's kiss moment. Lisa says, Heather's going to keep talking over me because she doesn't want anyone to hear me. Um, you started being jealous of Jen's friend friendship with Meredith and Lisa. Um, and <clears throat> no, Andy says that. And she's like, yeah, no, definitely. Um, and Heather goes, yeah, because I've had relationships like that in the past of, of friends of mine wanting to level up with uh, somebody cooler. And I've always felt lower. And, you know, with this, these ladies, you know, 
you know, she wanted to be part of the glam kittens. Uh, she's talking about Meredith and Lisa calls them glam kittens. And she's like, and I still feel that I got to say, this is, this is probably why I like Heather so much. I, I've, I've been there. I know where you don't feel like the cool friend or, you know, like that, that is a definite friend dynamic when you have more than two friends, you, you know, sometimes somebody gets left out. Um, but Jen says, you know, that's not true, but I understood it. You know, Heather says, uh, well, there's like a conversation about Heather recently posted a picture with her and Jen. Andy says, have you posted a picture of you and Heather? Jen says, yes, I, I did. I, I don't really understand that part, except that I guess they're hopefully making up. I think they're still a little icy towards each other. Um, but uh, it, it's weird. So this is when Lisa hops back in. Um, and says the blondes were fed by you and Jen. Um, it, it's weird. Like just, Lisa is just kind of jumping in. She calls the blondes, Heather and Heather and Whitney. Um, you, you manipulated Jen to go after me on social media. Uh, Whitney says, Lisa, this woman has put, Oh yeah. So Whitney then, um, Whitney gets into it and says about Lisa, this woman has put me down over and over again. And that is the goddamn truth. Like Whitney, like goes hard and then they go to break. And Andy says, we have a lot more to do ladies. And the scene keeps going though. Uh, oh, you know, but they're of course still rolling the cameras. Um, Lisa says, you're a hater. Um, I know you now, but I didn't know you before 2017 to Heather. Um, and it's like, you doubled down on, oh, and Heather goes, Lisa, you doubled down on Jen Shaw over Meredith, over Meredith. Heather's trying to make this point again, that she's not been a good friend to Meredith. Heather says in a million ways, you've always picked Jen over Meredith. Um, and which is just so bizarre. And Meredith is there and she's just like, not really even listening. Um, and she says, this is an interesting comment. Heather says about Lisa to Lisa, you attach yourself to whatever is buoyant. And I do kind of like what she's saying, you guys, is that she is kissing Jen's ass because she thinks Jen is the person to be attached to. And this is, I think, one of Lisa's fatal flaws is that she thought Jen was going to be the star of the show. And that's why she really did bend over backwards to kowtow to Jen when Jen's behavior during this season was abhorrent. You would not, you would walk away from most of these situations. It was embarrassing. She was an asshole and she was embarrassing behavior. And Lisa put up with all of it. So what Heather is saying, like you attach yourself to the bigger things you think like, so Meredith and Jen and uh, Jen Shaw. And Lisa goes, no, I'm happy to be on an island by myself. I don't care. And she's like, no, Lisa, you want to move forward. Um, and, oh, no, no. Lisa says to Heather, you want to move forward. Heather says, I don't want to move forward. Oh, and talking about their friendship. Do you want to move forward? And Heather says, no, no, I don't want to move forward, I don't think. And Meredith, there's a shot of her just staring off. And Heather's like, I don't want to put a wedge between Meredith. Uh, but Lisa, you guys, is just rattled. You can tell Lisa is just not used to this. She's rattled. Um and Meredith goes, Andy, are you sick all of this, all of this yet? And Andy goes, it's my life, <laughs> which is like just so dead on. And by the way, this is still in between camera setup. So this is supposedly behind the scenes, scene footage. Um, 
and Heather goes to Lisa, you have not shown up for Meredith today. Lisa says, Lisa go like walks over to Meredith and goes, Meredith, she's saying I'm not showing up for you today. She's saying that. And uh, Lisa is screaming. No one wants to be friends with, like, she's screaming, like, no one wants to be friends with roll footage, roll footage, watch. She keeps doing this roll footage thing. Heather says, I think you should answer for a lot of things today. Um, you're in, and Lisa goes, you know, God, Heather, you're in your own head thinking things that I don't even feel, think, or do. And here, that might actually be a little bit true. I do think Heather is thinking about this from all angles. Like, Heather is a Housewives fan. I do think Heather is really thinking about Lisa's motivations, and she possibly could be wrong. And I think that is a frustrating thing for Lisa, where I think Lisa's like, it is frustrating. You are trying to psychoanalyze me, and you're, you possibly aren't right. Um, but they also make the point that Lisa's standing up and like watching her own performance on the video screen. Um, Whitney is just standing up, just watching this whole thing. She kind of looks frozen. And Lisa says to Whitney, well, if I try to reconcile with you, she'll probably screw it up regarding Heather. Um, and Lisa says, God, I'm sorry for even breathing. Heather is touching up her makeup. Lisa's like, I don't care. Heather seems like, she says, like, you seem like you qu care quite a bit. Meredith goes, I have no problem with you, Lisa. I have no problem with you at all. She's like so high. Mary is just staring off into space. Meredith goes, to be honest, I wasn't listening to you guys. You guys are doing the same things to each other, it seems. And Lisa's like, what? Heather says, you hate liars, but you've lied yourself. Um, Meredith and Whitney finally walk off. They're like, ah, okay, we're going to walk off. Um, Lisa to Heather, do you see how mean you are? Heather says, fine, sit down. I have nothing else to say to you. And Lisa walks off instead. And she's like, I'm going to find my husband. Get John. I love when she just shouts out orders. You got to really always be wary of people that shout out orders. Not a good look. I, I don't appreciate people like that. Um, and and uh, she goes to John. She's like, or no, she's to, she's to the vice president of production, Noah. She's like, do you see Heather? Heather wants me to hate Jen. And she's like crying. Uh, Heather, you guys, is fully living rent-free in Lisa's head. Uh, and Mary out on the stage goes, this is crazy. <laughs> and Lisa goes, the show can go on without me. And then we get, we get one of the saddest phrases that I've ever heard in my life. I get so sad when I hear this phrase, when I hear Andy go, go next week, the dramatic conclusion. It makes me so sad because we, we do have to, I, we have to emotionally prepare ourselves after next week, unless we get a secrets revealed episode, Salt Lake City is done for the year. And I'm tearing up just even talking out loud about this. We need to be there for each other. We need to listen to each other. We need to be caring because we are going to go through a very painful month after this show is over. And I think it's going to be you don't know what you got till it's gone. Because I think if people are going to be like, you know what? I'm so sorry I've ever said anything bad about Salt Lake because it is an amazing show. And I'll be like, you know what? Come here. Give me a hug. And then we'll hug for like a minute. And you'll be like, hey, it's getting weird. Will you stop hugging me? I'm like, no, let's let's continue to hug. Um, so I'm very sad. But next week, the men are there. Coach Shaw is there. We find out that Coach Shaw was like, I was at the wake in regards to Jen's uh, father's funeral. Um, 
Robert Sr. is by via video screen. Seth is via video screen. Robert Sr. about Mary goes, I don't like people messing with my wife. Uh, Whitney's husband is there. Uh, we see Jen Shaw wig out and walk off. She's like, do not tell me my feelings mean nothing. So next week is the dramatic conclusion, you guys. I am so nervous. My, I've got bubbles in my stomach. I am very nervous. But what a great, there's just, that, that was what I, there was a lot of information in that episode. So really jam-packed with information. There was not a moment where I was bored. No filler for me. I'm still just so fascinated with these ladies. We are so lucky that we are in the, the beginning of this journey with them. So you guys, I hope this was a nice little surprise on Friday. I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you so much. Thank you to all of my guests this week. We had a, just a great week of guests. Go back and listen to the one. I did that Britney conservatorship uh, one. Um, if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. Uh, I had Dylan Hafer this week. I had Faces by Bravo this week. Luke this week. Thank you to all my guests. And thank you to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You do not ever know how much this means to me so i will talk to you next time oh also if you need more if you want to support what i'm doing go to patreon patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good thank you to all the baddies over there i will be talking to you baddies this weekend and um have a great fucking weekend you guys i'll talk to you later bye betches